can all prophesy one by one that all may learn and all may be encouraged. 1 Corinthians 14.31 This week, we begin a new series titled Vital Companions with brothers and sisters testifying of their experiences of the church life in different localities. This meeting was held during the 2013 International Thanksgiving Conference in Schaumburg, Illinois. A link to the full audio can be found in the episode notes. Maybe we can uh, begin by pre-reading verse 1 Corinthians 14.31. And uh, actually before we do that, just a couple of things. Um, we might have some mothers in the back with children, so just so everyone knows, that's okay. Um, we might have some screaming kids a little bit, but uh, you know, a big part of the burden this afternoon is how do we go on as roughly 25 to 45-ish in the church life? And of course, if you're outside that age range and you're here, you know, uh, you are included, right? Um, so don't feel that this is this is some kind of exclusive exclusive fellowship. This is really um, just a, a time to fellowship. How to go on in the church life with all the challenges that we have. And uh, you know, one of the challenges is having children and how to participate in the church life with children. So we have some children uh, this afternoon. And if they're uh, making some noise, just be at peace. Uh, we still like the fellowship together. Um, and uh, just a couple other things. Um, the, the time will proceed. We're just going to have a short introduction. And then we'd like to open up the time to everyone to, at this microphone, go ahead and just give some short, encouraging, living testimonies. Uh, we'll just limit it to two minutes each. And uh, the hope is that we would be mutually encouraged. Um, you know, I think we, we all realize that one of the strategies that the enemy uses is he tries to make us feel that our situation is unique or that somehow we are beyond help or beyond encouragement. And you know, I think we we see this happen in large localities. We also see this happen in small localities. So it's not so much the situation, it's that the enemy sometimes finds a way to isolate us. So this afternoon, we just like to open up the time for testimonies so that we could all realize that we are not alone. We are, uh, we are running this race together. So wherever we are, geographically, or even wherever we are at our stage in life, uh, we can all learn from one another to be mutually encouraged. Amen. And so related to that, maybe we could uh, just take a couple minutes here. Maybe we could pray read this verse just with our neighbor. That's uh, 1 Corinthians 14.31. Then again, we'll have a little bit of an introduction, and then we'll open up the time for testimonies. And then we also will have some sharing from the brothers. Okay? So maybe just take a few minutes with our neighbor. Pray we read 1 Corinthians 14.31. Hallelujah. So, so again, I think it's a, it's always a little bit of a struggle to define this this kind of fellowship. Um, uh, you know, you could define a little bit the age range. Brother Lee actually um, used the term working sense. But again, whenever you use a, this kind of a term, you, you inevitably exclude some. So uh, again, we just like to make the point that this fellowship this afternoon is not anything exclusive, right? Uh, this is just for all of us who are desperate to learn how to go on with the Lord in our situation. Amen. And so actually, related to that, um, there, there's a, a book 
called Messages Given to the Working Saints. And uh, this was given by a brotherly in Taipei in 1988. And uh, I just wanted to read, if you, if you haven't read this book, uh, I just wanted to read a couple of paragraphs from the book to kind of whet your appetite, uh, this kind of line of fellowship. Recently I heard a saying that the working saints are the backbone of the church. I feel that this description is most appropriate. The working saints are the backbone of the church. When a man has trouble with his backbone, his whole body is in trouble. The older folks are especially careful to protect their backbones. The backbone is a very important part of a man's body. In the same way, the working saints are very important in the new way in the Lord's Repentance. And of course, we know that we have the, uh, you know, the labor on the children, on the junior high and the high schoolers, on the college age, we have the full-time training. Um, but then after the full-time training, sometimes we may get a little bit lost and a little bit directionless. But it's very important to realize uh, that the backbone in the body is very, very critical. You may not see the backbone, but if you have a problem with the backbone, you have a big problem. And then uh, the second paragraph. In order to meet the Lord's present need, we must first recall our past experiences and vision. I believe all of you have had some experiences and some vision in the past. Now we have to recall them. And, uh, you know, I would just encourage this morning, Brother Andrew sharing, um, uh, that we may feel that our, we may were, maybe we were a shining star at one point, and now we're just kind of a burned out star, um, not doing anything. Or, um, you know, he also mentioned related to that verse in, in Revelation, that the, the Lord's feet were like, uh, like uh, bronze, right? They, he was... Judged, judged in in the walk, um, and the judging there is not primarily because we're sinful; it's because of the oldness. Mm -hmm. And so again, we may feel that at, at one time in our Christian life we were burning and everything was new and fresh, but maybe we feel that we've gotten old, and we need we need the Lord to come in and judge the oldness, trim the oldness away, and bring in something fresh. Amen. And, uh, you know, this is not something that that uh, we don't have the knowledge of. But if we check our present experience, our present experience might not be up to the standard. Right? And so, again, this fellowship this afternoon is just so we would all be mutually encouraged. Amen. Mutually encouraged to go on together. Amen. That our function in the body matters. Amen. The backbone is very crucial in the body. Amen. And uh, uh, we should not think that our portion is not needed. Amen. Amen. So as Tim mentioned, you know, this fellowship is not exclusive. The burden behind this fellowship is that whatever the burden is on the Lord's heart for his recovery, that's what we want to be burdened for. So whether it be getting to the truth, practice of the God-ordained way, hearing through, opening our homes, we want to be right there as the backbone of the body. However, as this age group, we face a particular set of challenges. And uh, you know, Tim is from a small locality, and I'm from a very, very large locality. And there are challenges in the small localities, as there are challenges in the big, loca big locality. So we're not here. You know, this afternoon, we're not here because we haven't figured, figured it all out, right? But we're here to learn from one another. And that's why the first, uh, the first part will be devoted to testimony. And I hope that uh, the Lord will touch many of you to, uh, to share testimony. You know, and these testimonies are not necessarily that, you know, we're overcoming, shining, you know, this and that. But it is just something that we have learned in the midst of our situation, in the midst of our limitations that we can encourage one another to go on. 
And then the second, the second part will be kind of a receiving from the older generation, right? So we'll be hearing from the, from the, the co-working brothers. And that is in the principle of the first generation passing down all that they have learned so that we don't have to make the same mistake, so that we can go on as a generation. You know, the Lord wants to come back to them, but the Lord is waiting for our generation, for this generation to bring it back. Amen. Right? So we, we, we really uh, pray that the Lord will, will use these kind of gatherings. And it's been a while since we have gathered in such a way. So we pray that the Lord will, will release you know, much speaking you know, through our, our, uh, our testimony and through the, the co-working brothers. So how about uh, we can go ahead and start lining up uh, at this mic. We only have one mic, so please line up over here. And we will start the testimony by uh, two minutes. And, uh, and then we'll see how it goes from there. So please go ahead. Amen. Praise the Lord. I, I will be reporting from uh, the church in Boston. And uh, many of you have heard of uh, Boston because of the full-time training in Anaheim Extension in Boston. But I'm speaking from the point of view of the church in Boston. Uh, so the church in Boston has about 60 to 70 meeting on the, the Lord's Day, uh, the vast majority of which are saints in this kind of category. And so, you know, with Boston having so many students, there's a great focus on campus work. But being so many of our age, we realize that, yes, that is very important. But we also, with so many young children coming up, we realize we really need to focus on the children's work because our brothers, both uh, Brother Lee and Brother Nee, have, have snippets all throughout their, their ministry about caring for the children. And we realize 50% of the increase comes from uh, within. So it makes sense that 50% of our resource and effort would go towards raising these ones up. And Brother Nee actually made the statement without Raising our own up in a proper way, we will never be able to preach the gospel to the uttermost parts of the earth. And that's in the book, Raising Up the Next Generation for the Church Life. Marvelous book. I recommend it to everyone in our age group. Uh, but recently we had a conference with Brother Tom Getz, and he, he spoke, and it blew my concepts away, about these three points in raising up the children. The first, because it's such a dark age, the first point is uh, we don't want to give them premature knowledge, but we want to impress them that there is God. Amen. And that is attacked today in the world. The second point is the wonder of creation. How creation testifies of the very God we love. And the third is the preciousness of humanity. Brother Lee was very burdened. We would raise up our young ones to have a proper human living. And this is the right material for the Lord to, to really carry out God's economy uh, with the proper virtues to express His divine attributes. Amen. Maybe we could all just give our name and locality as well when we have My name is Annie. I'm from Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I just wanted to kind of follow a little bit of what the brothers shared in his opening word um, when they, they were opening the time. Uh, I'm 40 years old. I've been married for 16 years. My husband is here at the hotel, but he's not in the church life. So he and my son are upstairs resting. And something that I've experienced being in the church life in Ann Arbor for the last, uh, I would say, it's been a long time, 16 to 17 years. You know, the churches in the Midwest have been through turmoil, so uh, we went through that. And I've been through a period of time where I got so frustrated. I just left the church life, but praise the Lord, He brought me back. Um, something that I appreciate so much, 
spending time with the saints, especially the mature saints, Amen. something I appreciate so much is their freshness. Amen. And this is something the brother touched on this morning. It's so easy for us to become old. Right. Actually, we're not the youngest generation, but we're a fairly young generation. Yeah. And yet, it's so easy for us to be old. Right. Old in our experiences of Christ, mm-hmm. old in our enjoyment, and yet there are saints who have been here for decades bearing the Lord's burden in a faithful way, and they are so fresh. And so I just appreciate it so much. Lord, how do we take this freshness? Uh, and something that I appreciate so much that it's just encouraging to me, and I just wanted to be encouraging to you all, is that we have the Lord's precious blood. And like the brother shared, the enemy really likes to make us feel like we're different. He really makes us like to feel that our case is different. He really likes to make us feel we're isolated in some way. And yes, our cases may be slightly different, but we are all members of one another for his body. And so in this, we are uniquely one. Um, But praise the Lord, by his mercy, we take his blood and we turn to him.
Lord's Day. Uh, my name is Michael. I'm with the Church of Minneapolis. And my brother Zach is with me as well. And uh, my wife and I and our two kids at that time, we have three now, migrated to Minneapolis uh, a little over a year ago. And uh, I guess one thing we, we just felt maybe, maybe we should bring out is that when, when, you, when you migrate, you might have a burden to go do something. And I, I tell you, our migration was full of feeling. We're interested in the Lord gaining ground on the earth. We want to see more Christ on the earth. But when we got there, we were at first eager to maybe begin to labor together. And the Lord just stopped us, which is precious. I mean, there's a lot of young couples now in Minneapolis. And first off the bat, there was a, a conference concerning the recent interim training that took place a year before last uh, about Sabbath. Before you can learn how to work, you have to learn how to rest. Oh, just learn how to rest in the Lord. There's a clear speaking that if we don't learn this lesson of how to rest in the Lord, no matter what we do, it really won't amount to that much. But if we can learn how to just have our being at rest in the Lord continually, then we may find we may be much more productive. But that being said, my last point is that we realized our need was, before we do anything, we need to be blent together and knit together in love. And so actually the last year has been just a lot of mending. A group of saints have just been loving the Lord together, being enlivened together, and being blent and knit together. Before we could do so much, just becoming one. And now we see the Lord starting to move. The burden to go out is coming in our midst, right? But before that, we had the feeling that you need to stop. You need to get joined to your fellow brother. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah, I want to follow what Michael said, and even something he, he spoke reminded me. I'd like to first mention something about migration. Uh, when we were finishing the training, we were concerned about going back to Minneapolis. There was no other young couples. And uh, I just want to say that... Uh, Two years later, now there's 10 young couples in that locality. We thought, oh, we can't go, you know? We need others to be with us. So I just want to encourage y'all who are thinking, I should go, right? I'm considering a locality, but I'm not sure. Is the support there? Will it be okay? It will be okay. Amen. The Lord will take care of you and give you the companions you need. Amen. Um, but just to follow Michael's burden, I have realized over these last few years being out of the training and, and trying to learn to have a church life, flailing and failing. Uh, that, oh, we just need to come to contact the Lord. Amen. That's the first thing. If we don't contact the Lord, nothing else will work. Amen. Then in our labor, many of us are working. Many of us have families. We, we don't have as much time as, as we used to. We may not be like the brother shared a star. We, oh, we felt like we used to be so shining. Now, Lord, we need the, tri the, the trimming of the wick. Uh, but in our labor, how about we could just focus on one or two? Amen. We may, we may have many burdens for many ones, and we may not know where to start. But as a working one, what about identifying one or two, depending on your capacity? Maybe some have capacity for more, but I sure don't. Just one or two. Pour yourself into those ones. May the Lord mend those ones, shepherd those ones, and even reproduce something of himself in them. Hi, Saints. My name is Tim Chu. I'm from the church in Chicago. Uh, I, I, I've been married for 12 years. I have two children. Um, just considering what to share uh, right now. Um, just looking back the last three and a half years or so, um, the Lord has really taken a turn in my, in my life. Uh, previously, I've been in the church life all my life. Uh, attended all the conferences and trainings. And... Uh, Graduated, finished school, went to the training, and uh, got married. And uh, but 
it was not until about three and a half years ago, uh, during one of the summer trainings, where uh, the brothers were emphasizing the need for morning revival more than ever before. And that time really struck, the Lord really struck something in me, uh, to the point where I had to just even get into the ministry to find, to find out more. Why is morning revival so important? And I struggled throughout my Christian life, getting up in the morning, trying to have this time, but eventually I failed, I just dropped it, and I just you know, survived on um, along with everyone else. But eventually at this time, this three and a half year uh, period, uh, the Lord really showed me the, the great need for more revival. Mm -hmm. And even a, a sharing from Washmani uh, concerning early rising, he says basically that, you know, you wonder why you are struggling, why you're not overcoming, why you're wishy-washy, why you're not saving people. Just first ask yourself, are you having morning revival? And right away the Lord told me, that is why you've been struggling all this time. So I just, right then and there, I just told the Lord, Lord, this is it. I, I, I consecrate my mornings to you. Amen. And as I started having this time, uh, even the sharing about, uh, uh, you know, how the evil one just comes in into our life and starts des destroying our relationships uh, between our family, between our parents. Uh, praise the Lord that when we have the morning revival time, the Lord is able to, to supply us, to overcome. Uh, and not only individually, I realized that the Lord needs us to rely on one another. And finally, for the first time in my Christian life, I'm relying on at least one brother every day to pray with. Because the Lord has shown me I cannot make it. Every day I cannot make it. And even there are times I just cannot pray. The, 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 the burden of life, the burden of the practical living is too heavy. But praise the Lord, we have the saints around us. Amen. Um, my name is Anna Silva, and I've just graduated from the training this July. And, um, Lord Jesus, uh, when I graduated from the training, I had a difficult time uh, with serving or working. And, and for practical reasons, I'm currently working part-time and serving part-time. Um, and I struggle a lot. But um, I am two days on campus serving with the young people, but I wanted to share my experience with the vital group, and this happens on Saturday night. Um, our vital group has a lot of new ones from the community uh, that saints met in their work, and um, all of these ones that have been meeting with us on Saturday nights are not uh, typical college-age students. They're not young, and they're not single, but they have families. And um, all of them get together on Saturday nights, and they just enjoy the Lord, and they really take in the ministry. We pray, we pray for each other's situations, and I just feel like that's really my service. Um, it's not uh, very, it's not, um, it's not so much on the campus, but it's more in the community, and it's very mutual. So on Saturdays, uh, when we get together, we all of us open up, all of us pray about our situations, all of us enjoy the Lord, and even on a daily basis, we have this text messaging where um, all of us share our enjoyments, all of us share our prayer burdens, and if we meet a new one, we automatically text each other and we say, I met this new one, She's, she or he is open to the Lord, please pray. And so all of us are in this uh, vital living, and this, this is my experience, this is how I feel. I feel like I'm vital with them on a daily basis, even though I'm not on the campus every single day. 
So I just appreciate that the Lord um, has made a way for each one of us to function. Whether we're working or whatever the situation is, we can all function. My name is Chris Apicelli. I'm currently at the church in Denton, Texas. Uh, I just finished the training as well. And uh, I've been working for three weeks. I feel like I don't have much to say. But um, I will say this. Um, in my limited experience being out of the training, and also, I came into the church life in 2010, so I'm fairly new among the saints. Um, but in my limited experience, I just, I'm so encouraged having brothers around me. Even in a busy schedule, uh, just having two times a week to pray together, to take care of each other. I mean, my brother prays prayers for me that I wouldn't pray for myself because I'm too political with the Lord. Um, so it's just sweet to have the other members. And then also, we just started praying for other parts of the earth. So we kind of get out of our our small scope and situation. And that's been really awesome. And then just the last thing I wanted to say, um, I have about an hour commute to work. And it's so enjoyable to call the brothers <laughs> and just to speak to them and to sing to them and to thank the Lord. To be the name people like our brother Dick talks about. Thank you, praising, speaking, calling, you know. So uh, I'm really, uh, in my limited experience, I'm encouraged. Amen. Just looking to go on with Amen. all the saints. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. To hear the complete recording and other messages, please visit livingtohim.com. If you would like to receive regular updates from us, please subscribe to this podcast and join our mailing list on our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, where our handle is at livingtohim.